Are certifications worth it for veterinary professionals these days? This week, we want to talk about whether or not all those fancy initials at the end of your degree actually mean anything in the real world. This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And this week, we want to talk about the surge in certifications that we have witnessed over the past few years. We want to talk about whether or not those extra little initials and certifications and training and licenses or whatever actually mean anything in your practice? Do they help you with patient care? Do they get you more money? Do they what? What do they do? But before we talk about all of that, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And happy 2022. We made it. We made it. <laughs> I'm tentatively, I got one foot in, one foot out just in case, but here we are. Gosh, you know, and I got to tell you, Laura and I actually made it to midnight. Like we were watching the the shows, watching the ball drop. Uh, of course, the University of Georgia had played in the big football semifinal and we won. So I was still amped up from that. How about you? Did you make it up to midnight? We did. We were uh, not far past midnight, but we actually right, were, right. were ringing in the new year the best way we know how. That's right. It was low-key, at home, nobody but us. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes those are the best, I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we, we're we simple people. Yeah, we don't go out. You know, the nice thing is is that people around us celebrate, so we see a little bit of fireworks in the neighborhood and um, just stay safe, uh, you know, as it is. So we, right. we enjoy it at home, low-key with the kids. That's right. And now, guys, uh, we're looking forward to, you know, this year hopefully being a little bit safer and better. And I don't know, I'm, I'm just I'm still hopeful. Uh, so fingers crossed. But this week, we want to talk about a topic that's kind of been percolating around for the past year. And Becky and I have talked about it amongst ourselves and colleagues uh, for quite some time. And that is whether or not some of the newer certifications actually are meaningful in the veterinary profession. Now, there was a time, certainly early in my career 30 years ago, when there really weren't any certifications. And what were out there, you know, actually were hard to get. Uh, but these days, it seems like you can go online, take a course, and in 24 hours, you've got a credential or some kind of certification. And, and we want to talk about whether or not that's worthwhile. So, Becky, maybe set it up. I mean, what are some of the things that you're hearing amongst your colleagues that, you know, prompted us to have this conversation today? Well, I think you already gave an example of the number one reason, which is you use the word certification and credential, and you almost use them interchangeably. <laughs> right, And right. that's becoming the big problem, right, yeah, is we're getting yeah. into a situation where there are so many certifications that are brilliant. They're, they're brilliantly written. They're brilliant information. They really get a deep dive into your passion space. But... Then they're sort of tiptoeing into this sort of credential space. And um, I think the line is getting a little fuzzy between the two. And yet I think it needs to be a very distinct difference. Um, but is it also now becoming so diluted that it doesn't even matter? Yeah, and that's really what we want to talk to you about today, viewfinders. And and I think the other part of that, Becky, is just how robust is it? I mean, because there are some certifications. I am a certified veterinary food therapist that took months and months to get. I had to travel, you know, and go and spend weeks down uh, at the Chi Institute in Florida. Um, and again, you know, I don't pretend or present it as a credential, but, you know, I think, you know, it was definitely a, a tough program. Having said that, you know, Becky, there are now literally you go online, 
you know, watch a video and fill out a form and it seems like you've got some initials. Sure. And I, and I think that's the biggest problem. And it, it almost to me is like we kind of really have to start foundationally and drill down because to me, I think this this initial obsession kind of comes into that whole imposter syndrome thing, right? Like I think if uh, people yeah. can put their name down with alphabet soup behind it, um, it, it somehow makes them feel some kind of way. Now, there are a lot of people out there I know who are very humble about their alphabet soup and like it's like, hey, I earned these titles, their educational degrees, their board memberships, right, right. their um, board certifications, and, I, and I've spent months to years earning them. So I don't want to take away from the people who are displaying their credentials in a way that demonstrates the education and the effort that they have put in by any means from accredited institutions but when we start to get down to these certificates and certifications rolling into credentials behind our name, I think we get into a little bit of a dangerous area. Yeah, and, and a little bit of other background for you guys. Uh, you know, I became a certified personal trainer in 2004 and 2005. And at the time, it was, uh, and I did one from the American Fitness Professionals Association. And again, it's just a certification. But, you know, there were already starting to be sort of a divide between like, this program where you had to work with a, another trainer, you had to take a test, uh, then you had to actually demonstrate, you know, so it was a long process. In fact, I think it took me close to a year to complete the whole process. And, you know, I, look, I didn't do anything with it. I just did it for my own edification. But at the time, there were starting to pop up these internet sort of things where you would just you know, go online, literally fill out a form and call yourself a certified personal trainer, which then led to other like CSCS, uh, other degrees that you could get. And, and Becky, you know, I think we're starting to see that now transfer over to the vet profession. You get what I'm saying? Like, like legitimate certification. And now just like these, just, you know, pay $20 and here's a certificate. Uh, can you say service dog? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, that's I a exactly great analogy. What you're talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Is you can just n skip the work and get the paper, right? And 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 that's not even really truly what we're addressing here because we do feel like everyone who is out there in these cases is putting in the work, right? So if you are doing yeah. whatever sort of, for example, I have a I have two nutrition certifications as a matter of fact, right? Um, I, I I have them on my resume as education I've completed. Yep. Um, but to me, they are a certificate. They live in a certificate space in my brain. Um, I don't do continuing education to maintain them. I right. didn't have to do any kind of case studies to earn them. I did a bunch of reading. I took some quizzes and I earned a piece of paper. Um, it was, it's, it's to me, I'm very comfortable with saying I, I did this continuing education bit. I'm a recover certified, for example. Um, you know, I have my recover certificate certification. Right. That's not a credential behind my name, though. Right. right. Um, but then it, it it also to me jeopardizes the actual credentials, right? And so when you start to get this alphabet soup, number one, it's like I don't even know what all those things are, right? Number two. When it starts to become so diluted, does it even matter then for those credentials and those accolades that are truly meaningful, that have been truly worked very hard for, that should be credentials behind somebody's name to where you just kind of look at it and say, oh, it's just, you know, you're basically just putting your ribbons on your chest. Um, it's becoming a very muddled area. 
And I think for me, Becky, what what disturbs me the most about this discussion that we're having with the viewfinders today is the fact that some of these groups, organizations, companies, just it seems to be a profit motive. I mean, now they're saying, gosh, you've got to pay you know so much to get the certificate, and then you have to pay so much for our own continuing education, and then you've got to pay every year to keep your certificate. You know, I mean, it seems like a never-ending money trail to me. Like that that's what really concerns me the most. You know, instead of like just personal edification and like, you know, hey, I want to learn more about whatever it is that you want to learn more about. And now it's suddenly like, well, wait, I've got to suddenly keep paying more and more and more. And that, that's what bothers me. Sure. But that's the very nature of our license. Like, right. To keep my license, I have to pay more and more every time the board decides I have to, yeah, that's fair. to do it. But I get but I get my choices. Right. It's what you said, though, is when it has to stay in a very proprietary lane, you right, know, to right. maintain this. Right. You have to do RCE and R this. Exactly. Now. And the worst part about it for me is that what I have seen is individuals feeling very proud to have completed this certificate and want to use to be told that they have a right to use credentials associated with the certification and then getting pushback from individuals saying basically like that isn't, that doesn't count. And then that's hurtful. So to me, unfortunately, I don't think we have a good standard for what creates a credential, what it's worth, what the value of it is um, versus a certification. And I think for a lot of us on the technician side, especially, it becomes frustrating because if you are a non-credentialed technician and now you have your name with credentials behind it, is that now misleading to the general public that you have a credential that isn't maybe as foundationally built as it should be? Yeah, that's a good point and a separate issue. But but I want to go back just quickly to the cost issue. Uh, and I'll share with you uh, an example from my life uh, that happened not too long ago. And and look, you know, I, I definitely am very open-minded. I believe in a lot of different therapeutic modalities. So, of course, that led me to like the, the Chi Institute in Florida. Uh, but, you know, whatever, if you like acupuncture, herbal, what, what, whatever those things are, you know, I just I encourage people to be open-minded and pursue their passions and try to educate themselves. Well, a young veterinarian, uh, she emailed me just out of the blue and she said, hey, you know, I know that you've done the CVFT program and I wanted to see, you know, your experience and how, how, it, how it benefited you, which already kind of go, whoa, wait a second. And she said she's trying to get her boss to pay for it and her boss doesn't see the value and so he's not going to pay for it apparently. And yeah, I was trying to just help her out with you know my experience and so forth. But Becky, you know, what about that part of it? Like you, you kind of hinted at it, but now you know it's it does boil down to who's paying for it. Is it worth it? I mean, that's, so for this young lady, you know, I was like, hey, you do this and I would encourage you to do this and maybe you have to pay for it yourself if you're really passionate about it. But I don't know if it makes you extra money. Is that part of the calculus that that you're hearing from your colleagues? Uh, high level, <laughs> yes. Okay. But it, it drills down this other problem, right, of where we, we look at, like, say, VTSs, who we we know this is an earned credential, right? We know they put yeah, a lot yeah. of work and time and energy and, and money into to earning this credential behind their name. But then so frequently the conversation is, is it worth it because my boss has already said they're not going to pay for it? My boss right. has already said I'm not right. going to make more money and then my job's not going to change, right? So I, I guess the confusion for me there is it's like on a high level, the answer is yes. On a low level, the answer is yes. In in anything in veterinary medicine, if you are not doing it for yourself, do not 
do it. If it is not going to make you feel good and educated and empowered, it is not worth it, at least not yet. Maybe we'll be able to change that. Maybe we will be able to make a difference. I truly wear those thick glasses. You guys know I do. But as of today, right now, whether it is becoming credentialed as a veterinary technician, at least in my state, or earning any other additional credentials, it really truly needs to be self-motivation, self-driven, or I want to be this kind of veterinary professional. I want to have the ability to handle pets in this way. I want to have the ability to understand nutrition in this way. Because what we know is we are not getting paid for the baseline of our jobs, let alone these high-level credentials. Right. And that's really kind of what I expressed to this young veterinarian. I said, hey, you know, you do it for yourself. I, it certainly benefited me. Uh, a lot of it, you know, I was, I don't practice, <laughs> you know, a lot of it I do, uh, you know, but I like experiencing and understanding and learning about different modalities. So, you know, for me, it was a, it was a win, you know, I thought it was well worth the investment in time and money and travel and all that stuff. But, you know, do I think that her boss is going to see a return on that investment? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I guess it makes me from like the technician side, like think about uh, like an employer who is saying to like, oh, yeah, you're valuable enough to pay. I'll give you this sort of I'll get you this education. Right. And then I'll leverage it to my own advantage for the next five <laughs> years while you work for me without giving you a raise or right, any kind right. of like path. Right. So it's like even if they are I'm sorry, but I just feel like it's lip service to say I'm going to pay yeah. for this and then and then use it. And so um, if there isn't a follow-up plan with how that is going to increase your profits in your pockets, then you really are doing this truly for the love and the passion of the thing, which is fine and it's great and it's wonderful and exactly why I do it. Right. But we have to be realistic. And so like like to your point with this veterinarian you're talking to, it's like go ahead, but what is, what is the long term? And then I, I guess – coming out of the weeds a little to our conversation is, is it a pipe dream anyway? Because are you saying, oh, great, now my boss is going to pay for me to do this thing and I'm going to throw some letters up behind my name and it is it doesn't hold a, a true credential value. It is a certification and you are now putting letters behind your name or you're putting letters behind your name that are not being valued. It's like a two way street that doesn't work. Yeah, that's a really good point, viewfinders, because, yeah, we can't have it both ways, but yet we kind of are insisting on having it both yeah. ways, which is where I think some of our frustration is today. And, and you know, look, I, I want to be clear, and I think Becky's made it abundantly clear, but I want to reemphasize once again, I mean, we're not targeting any specific certification or anything like that. We're just saying, in general, you know, where does it land today? Because Here's where I see this, Becky. I mean, we're already in a situation where we're overwhelmed, understaffed, you know, yeah. and, and underpaid and undervalued. And so this is sort of one, I believe this is the profession desperately crying out once again, saying, here we are, value us, right? Look, I've even done this and they're still not being valued. That's honestly, that's what sparked this conversation today to me viewfinders is the fact that, you know, I just felt like this was one other way that the the associate veterinarians, the the support staff, the veterinary technicians were desperately saying, hey, I am valuable. And I'm afraid sometimes they're not being met with welcoming arms. Yeah, I agree. And, and I also think it can be pigeonhole for your passion, right? Like I'm really interested in this and I don't get enough exposure to it. So I'm going these routes because I want to learn more and be surrounded in this particular subject, you know? So if you're in, you know, a really rural general practice clinic, you may be not doing tons of say 
rehabilitative therapy. And I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, whatever. Maybe you are, but you get my point, okay? My simple point is that you may be somewhere where you have this passion for rehabilitative therapy, but you don't get to practice it. So you know that if you go and do this education, then you get to be immersed in it. And that's, again, beautiful. But it's a, it's the I think it's the presentation of the outcome. You know, um, I mean, we have re- we have so many different credentials and certifications and educations. So I guess it makes me want to just like pause here and say to you, Dr. Ernie, like, so what is the difference? Like on paper to you, what is a credential? What is a certification? Where is the line drawn? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For me, a credential is a board certification, right? So a veterinarian who has gone and become board certified, typically they've done a residency and they've taken a board exam and all that. So that's where it draws line for me. Like I am not credentialed uh, except for being a licensed veterinarian, but I do have a certificate in veterinary food therapy, which is a basically a, a way of looking at, you know, Chinese traditional medicine through through nutrition. That's that's where I draw the line. What about you? Um. So, okay, so then I, I want to push back a little further. So you're talking on the veterinary side. So when you're looking yeah. at a technician, so for example, um, v- we'll, we'll use the VTSs, right? For example, they don't have boards, but they're overseen, right, by, um, you know, their own entities. Is this to you a credential or a certification? I believe, uh, me personally, VTS is a credential. Okay, and I agree with you. I agree with both of your assessments so far. I think for me, it's like a credential is something that is um, objectively maintained. It's a board of individuals who have the best interest of an area in mind, who come together, create a set of rules, create a set of assessments, and maintain that. So then when we get into some of these... um, certifications that come with credentials. And I already said a CCFT, for example, a certified canine fitness therapist, right? Or like the, the right. rehab therapy. And right. so these guys, to me, again, this is a credential. They've gone, they've done thousands of hours of work. They've had to do case studies, but they're maybe not seen at that point by an objective board. They're seen by like a, an organization that provides the education. Yeah, it's a, it's a good uh, it's a good good discussion I think because you know for me it's always about board certified and yeah. that's where the credentialing comes in and even there it's kind of funny and paradoxical because we say board certified <laughs> we're right. talking about certifications so uh, it's a it's a sticky area I mean obviously the AVMA and the AAVMC have a list of, of accredited boards that they recognize so whether it's you know orthopedics whether it's you know uh, internal medicine so forth um, so that that makes it easy uh, for sure but uh, on the v, on the VTS side that's where you guys again this is where we need help from an organizational standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So it just makes me because there are certain credentials I recognize that are not objectively overseen. There are some certificates that are objectively overseen that are becoming credentials that I don't agree with. And the worst part for me about all of this, when I think about like for my state in North Carolina, I know plenty of people who call themselves veterinary technicians because they don't know anything about the laws. They walk into a clinic, they're hired as a veterinary technician, they're called a veterinary technician, and nobody ever tells them they're breaking the law and doing so. So that so I think about these individuals who are truly passionate individuals who want this additional education and feel good about it being a credential and then kind of have that kicked out from underneath them because they're not set up for success in that definition. And so I almost feel like it's we're playing on the hopes and we're let we're we're taking advantage maybe of 
individuals who want more that that have difficulty achieving it, whether it's finances or time or accessibility, into sort of like making them feel like they are more advanced than they are, again, without those foundations. And that's where I get really concerned. Yeah, and this is what this is what we're talking about, viewfinders, is the fact that we f- we are worried that there may be organizations preying on that desire, right? Yeah. And, and so I will tell you, a big red flag for me is going to be if you are thinking about a certification that requires some kind of maintenance, uh, you know, whether it's continuing education, relicensing, and so forth. If it's proprietary, like you, like Becky said at the beginning, if you have to only get the the CE from them, you have to pay them for the CE. That's a bit of a red flag for me, Becky. What about you? A hundred percent, yes. Um, additionally, I think if there isn't some qualifiers going in to it, if it's yeah, all like point. anybody can come walking good into point. this, the exact same level of education and come out the other side, um, I've got a little bit of a hesitation there. Um, if we aren't dealing with something like a, a, a schooling, right, where you know it's going to be like a year or two of education, if it's right. simply a course where you know that foundational knowledge would be absolutely necessary that is maybe not being laid out and then you're yet walking out with this education, I'm, I've got a red flag or ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, viewfinders, I mean, so, so I think that if, if you're really trying to get a certificate that is, you know, saying, look, we want to improve this area, right? Whether it's behavior, nutrition, I mean, you know, you name it, rehab, whatever. Um, I think that they're going to say, we want you to get X number of continuing education hours, and we accept it from these types of, of organizations, right? So, like, you can go to NAVC or VMX, you know, you can go to whatever, right? I mean, I, I think that's what I'm looking for as a, sort of that first entry. And, and I like what Becky said, too. I also would really prefer that it have some kind of minimum entry requirement. So you've got to be CBT, RBT, LBT, right? You've got to be... Um, you, you've got to be a veterinarian. You have to have taken prior courses. I mean, I, I don't know, Becky, to me, I think there's some basic foundations and then it says, hey, we want to make it better and we grow it not by just making you pay us every year, but actually by educating yourself. Absolutely. You know, and then I guess the other thing I want to see, to be honest, is, you know, what is it like we see the VTS organizations are a derivative of NAFTA and we see that these organizations work together for the improvement of the profession overall, for the advancement of the profession, for advocating. If this organization is not that you're working through, does not somehow advocate for the profession as a whole, if it's just sort of like a space that they hold that says like, this is what we do and this is what we do well, this is where all our time and energy and money goes, but they aren't maybe improving things on a whole, they're happy to exist in their space. My question is, are they in it for the betterment of the profession or in and even if they're not, like, I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I just want transparency there. Yeah, that's a good, good point. And, and look, viewfinders, we don't have an answer for this, but we're just, I, I guess this is one of those little yellow flags that, that we're flying up there to say, hey, could we do better? And I think we can. And so when you're selecting to pursue these different certifications, these are just things to consider, right? Because I think there's tons of great, great opportunities out there to expand your knowledge base and really improve your skills. But I think there's also some that may be taking advantage of us and and in the end really aren't helping promote the profession or promote that area. Yeah, and I would argue we have the answer to nothing. We're really just here to ask all of the questions, to give our opinions in a forum that people seem to enjoy listening to. And then you come back and you tell us yours, which helps us learn. And that's like my favorite part about this all. 
it's really important. Like, I want people to know that we're not discrediting any additional education or certification or learning that you've done because education is the most important thing. We are more shining light, I think, on trying to look at organizational motivation, individual motivation, and then asking higher level organizations to look at one, as I always say, getting in front of defining for everyone what the difference is and how people can feel comfortable knowing that they are credentialed or certified one way or another. And two, to really help organizations find value in these different um, continuing education modules and models and examples that we are out there using to help drive people. Because I see a lot of people asking these questions on like forums and Facebook groups and getting the answers from their colleagues because there's no real clear path and and definition and um, consolidated area of knowledge. Yeah. And, and the main question that both Becky and I get typically boils down to, is it worth it? And that really means, what, is, what does that mean to you, right? Yeah, I mean, because right. I think too often if we try to translate this into an economic proposition, like what's your return on investment, then I'm going to say, probably not. But if you're trying to improve your own just in, in enjoyment of the profession, I'm going to say absolutely. And and look, it's this is going to sound very interesting to a lot of you guys because Becky and I both have got a ton of certificates. <laughs> and we're also just saying, just be cautious about it because it's really not only the organizational motive, as Becky pointed out, but also the individual motivation. And we just want to make sure they match up. But to be fair, if you if you look at both of our names on paper, you're Ernie Ward DVM, and I'm Becky Mosser RVT. RVT right? Now I I have thrown my my BIS behind my name in some places sure. where my education, and I'll throw my masters up there as well when the time comes for sure. Same. Be, because I because I need to, and only in certain forums. Like in right. the most part, all you're gonna get from me is Becky Mosser RVT. Also, by the way, when I send you an email, you will not get my entire resume listed below my name. <laughs> Thank you. Telling for you that. every president, vice president. <laughs> President, committee I've ever served on, every role I've ever been in. Again, I think if this is something you really need, I again I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend you get a little therapy and find out why it is you need all those letters and names and credentials to prove who you are to whoever sees your name. I'm not knocking you. I'm just asking. So so yes, you and I both have tons of. Cer- I I have a certificate right now that says I can have a credential that I do not use. I have multiple nutrition certificates. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're right. And they're, none of them are behind my name, nor do I need to tell everyone that I've done them. So I think that there is some leveraging on our imposter syndrome. I think there is some leveraging on the poor pay and high competition in our industry. And there is definitely leverage on a lack of clarification of each side. All right. So I think the take-home message for me, viewfinders, is that I believe that all those certifications, all those initials are meaningful to me, right? I think they've made me a better practitioner and certainly brought more joy to my practice over 30 years. Do I think it made me money? Probably not. It probably cost me a lot of money. But again, I can't put a price tag on the enjoyment. So I I don't know. We want to hear from you. Like, do you think it's worth it? If so, how do you define worth it? Because I think that's really the crux of the question today. Yeah, and, and let us know, where does the line draw for you? Where do you think makes one side or the other? And where do you think kind of the profession in general is responsible for clarification? 
you know where to find us. Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder. Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. And you can tweet, mostly, at Ernie, but I'm trying. I'm doing a little <laughs> fluttering in my wings over at VetViewfinder. That's right, guys. We hope your 2022 is starting off safe and healthy. And look, guys, we just, just want this to be a different year for sure. <laughs> Let's keep our fingers crossed. Until next week, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.